this is Carrie Peters and Stacey Morgenstern and welcome to Better Than Ever, a Health Coach Institute podcast where we're here to question how we do life because the normal rules no longer apply. Hey everybody, it's Carrie Peters. Really exciting news. I have a new office. I don't know about you, but I found that after working from home with a baby, and a nanny and like the doorbell ringing and a housekeeper, like chaos in my house, I started to lose my mind because I'm a super, super, super introvert. And for those of you who are introverts too, and you're wondering, can I really do this for a career? I'm here to tell you yes, but I couldn't do it with a bunch of people around me. I had to be in a quiet, quiet place all by myself. And it was driving me insane that I didn't have that. And so for this year, I thought if this year, you know, Stacey and I have been talking a lot about creating a life that's better than it's ever been. And what would that mean for me? And I thought, you know what? I think it means I have to get an office outside my house. So um, I just, I decided that it was time to talk about something really, really important. And that is intuition. And for those of you who are joining, um, something that you may not know is that over the past, gosh, Maybe six, seven years, I've had students ask and other coaches ask a lot about intuition, how I use it, how to deepen it, how do I deepen it, what are my practices around it. So I'm going to share some of that with you. Then I just want to let you know I'm in a brand new office um, all by myself today. I'm so excited. Uh, I just came away from, uh, gosh, what was it, a six-day trip with Evie and my husband and myself and we were visiting family so I can't call it a vacation because you know a trip with family is not a vacation we all know that right (laughs) even though they're wonderful wonderful people and particularly with my husband's family um, and they're lovely and they were so welcoming but of course I had never traveled with Evie on a plane so I was hysterical in tears and um, really having a hard time my husband dealt with it much much better than I did That being said, after that vacation that we just took, when I left the house this morning for the first time to go to an office, I haven't gone to an office in I don't know how many years, I've always worked at home. I looked at Evie, I sort of had a pang, I was like, oh, I'm gonna miss you, oh, you look so cute. And then I handed her the nanny and I like ran out the door and I was like, see you suckas, and peeled out of my garage. And I was like, get me out of here, I'm so ready to leave. It was awesome. And now I sit in the most blissful of silence in my new my new office. So thank you for joining me. So let's talk about intuition and gut knowing and how to live from a place of living in intuition and gut knowing. The thing that I think is really cool about this is, first of all, if this is something that you're into, you're probably like, they're kind of different levels of being into it. There's sort of like the level of, I'm not interested at all, and this offends me. That's one level. And then there's another level of, I'm not interested at all, and I don't really buy it. I just don't think it's a big deal. And then there's another level of like, "Mm, I'm kind of curious, but I'm not really sure, and maybe a little skeptical. And then there's another level where it's like, oh, I'm kind of into it, but I'm not really sure what road to go down, or is this even like interesting to me or valid to me? And then we could go through a couple more levels, but the top one is like fully obsessed, (laughs) completely like living and breathing, super, super into intuition and your gut. And I would say that that's the level where I reside. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, it's something that's been a, a huge, huge part of my life and my coaching career, but that honestly I talk a little bit about. I just don't talk a lot about it, um, mostly because it's not been something that... Um, you know, when people come to study with us, they're coming to learn how to be a health coach or they're coming to learn how to build their business. And yes, there is a place for intuition in that. And it's not the primary topic. Uh, you're not coming to me to take a course on how to access your intuition. So I talk about it a little bit differently than I hear or in my own life that I would um, at an HCI um, event or in a course or or whatnot, and that's not to hide a part of who I am. It's just that um, it's I'm just always looking for the appropriate to bring into a teaching or a training what is being asked to learn and what's appropriate for that context. Do I break the ice about um, sort of the part this plays in my life and how it might help you if it's something that you're interested in? And the reason that I'm doing so is because I've had a lot of requests lately about it. Um, so if you are into that topic of intuition, then this is going to be of interest to you. And if you are not so much, totally understand. This week we're talking about intuition and I've made a couple notes here and my team has helped me with some notes. Um, and there's some really cool quotes in here and one's from Albert Einstein. And he says, I believe in intuitions and inspirations I sometimes feel that I am right. I do not know that I am. Fascinating. Great quote. And I think that we all have that. Whether you believe in intuition or not, I think there, we could all probably find times where we feel like, I just feel in my gut that this is the right course, or this is the right office, or this is the right city to live in, or this is the right person to date, or this is a, a, a friend that I'm supposed to have. Um, and so let's talk about what, what is the definition of intuition? It's the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious re reasoning. And that's important because many people do feel the need for conscious reasoning and they're, they're not interested in anything if it doesn't have conscious reasoning behind it. And then there are some of us who really operate highly on intuition, where it's like, I just know. I don't need to have evidence. I don't need to have um, external validation. I, I just, I know. Uh, and that's the feeling of intuition. Now, let's talk about what's the difference between a gut feeling or, or a hunch. So a gut feeling or a hunch is sort of like, uh, from Psychology Today, there's a great definition from Francis P. Choll, and I hope I'm saying your name correctly, Francis, but I like your name. I have, my middle name is Francis. My daughter's middle name is Francis. Uh, it's a good name. So she says a gut feeling or a hunch is a sensation that appears quickly in consciousness, and it's noticeable enough to be acted on if one chooses to, or noticeable enough she didn't say this, but I would add noticeable enough to be ignored if one chooses to ignore it without us not fully really aware of the reasons why that that sensation is occurring. Um, so that's a gut feeling. And what, what is intuition? Intuition um, is a process that gives us the ability to know something directly, like we say, without analytic reasoning. It just bridges the gap between our conscious and unconscious mind 
and between instinct and reason, and you just know. Um, there's a great quote from Dean Koontz that says, intuition is seeing with the soul. And there are many, many times that I have acted on a gut feeling, on a hunch, on intuition, where what I'm doing doesn't make sense, but the internal feeling about the rightness of doing it is so strong that I do it anyway. And it's turned out incredibly well. And the first was the decision to become a health coach. I mean, I just had this gut feeling. I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing something different with my life. I was a professional actress for many, many years. And while I loved it, there was something just unfulfilling about it. Um, I just, I couldn't put my finger on the fact that I felt like I was missing something. And I remember getting this um, email about somebody who was a health coach and going, health coach, what's that? And I was super into my health and I was super into helping people. I had no idea that you could put that together into a career. And I decided to go be, get certified as a health coach. And I remember at the time thinking, this is completely insane. I had been preparing and studying to be a professional actress since I was 14 years old. And I, I went to do this uh, health coach certification. Gosh, I guess, how old was I? 29, no, 2006, so that was, I was 31. So I remember thinking, wait, I'm 31 years old. I'm a, I am a union actress, I'm Actress Equity and SAG-AFTRA and I work and I, what am I doing? Going to do this health coaching, it felt like a huge left turn for my life, but there was like this, it's always this little teeny whisper inside or a little quiet feeling. This is like, this is going to change everything this is important for you to do. So I followed that and here we are 10 years later. Um, uh, going to a live training might be something that your intuition is telling you to do. I know I was, uh, I got that feeling when I first started getting really serious about learning the business and the art of coaching. I was about to looking at investing in, I think it was a $3,500 live training about the business of coaching. And I remember thinking, this is insane. I mean, I barely had money in my bank account. Like, what am I doing? I'm gonna be flying to a business training. I'm gonna be staying at this fancy hotel. And my, my logical mind was going, are you crazy? Don't do this. And my gut was going, this is important. This is the right next step. And it was just such a quiet, certain voice. You know, I think when like the difference between intuition and fear is that intuition is quiet and it's certain and there's not a whole lot of drama around it. Um, I also remember, uh, many of you may or may not have known, um, I was engaged, uh, gosh, almost 10, 11 years ago. I was supposed to marry another guy and he's a great guy and I love him to this day but I knew it wasn't right for us to be married. And we ended up, long story short, calling off our wedding. And, and I remember moving into an apartment by myself in Chicago, I was in tears and tears, hysterical, hysterical, thinking I'd ruin my life, I'd ruin my life, it was all over. And it was about two in the morning, I was just hysterically sobbing, and all of a sudden I heard a voice, I mean, clear as day, move to Los Angeles, let go of this relationship. Like, what? And then I was completely calm afterwards, fell right asleep, moved to Los Angeles, and that took me on an absolute ride that changed my life. So anytime there's like a big life-changing choices, 
I feel like your intuition, if you were to look back, your gut feelings and your intuition, they're always right. Often with relationships, you know something's sort of nagging at you and there's like a repeating tap, 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 tap. And sometimes you address it and sometimes you don't, but then when you look back, you go, oh wow, my gut was right about X, Y, or Z. Is it ever wrong is really the question. Is it ever wrong? So one of the things that I started to ask myself is if my gut is right (laughs) all of the time, what has me not prioritize it or not listen to it on a regular basis? What, what is it that this resource that is my gut knowing or my intuition where it's, it's so right all of the time, but I don't follow it all of the time, or I don't listen to it all of the time, or I think I have to know better all of the time, or I think I have to be in control. I have to make the decisions. I have to. And when this started to change for me and when I started to change the way I felt about my intuition or the way that I approached it was actually uh, during coaching. And this may seem strange to you, but it's, it was strange to me at the time when I was coaching a client, I was working with her on the phone and I, I'll never forget that I, I mean, this may be out there for some of you and I don't know who it'll be weirder for because I've never talked about this really, uh, in public, but, um, that I was sort of startled and stammered like her, her father who had passed sort of showed up to me as an energy over her shoulder. Now I was on the phone with her, first of all, <laughs> second of all, like her dead father with the what, <laughs> what what is happening here and I was in shock and I kind of stammered through the coaching session and I, I didn't know what to do and I felt sort of panicked and um, and soon after that I started to notice this like repeated ache in my throat and it was during client sessions usually and it was like this cross between someone pushing on my vocal cords and that pressure you feel when you're about to throw up. It was like, like I just, and I felt like this urge to say something, but I didn't know what I was supposed to say. Um, and I, I started going, I, I don't know what's happening here. Like, I feel like there's, there are things happening and forces at work that I don't totally understand and I don't know what to make of and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do about it. And I'm someone who feels very deeply about living my life purpose. And so I started to question, is this something that is part of my purpose? Am I supposed to be, am I supposed to be listening to somebody or something? Um, And then all kinds of experiences started happening. All kinds of that you would say, you know, metaphysical, like driving down a freeway in Los Angeles. I remember it, it, uh, it was a sunset and feeling like this sense of reality tearing open. And all of a sudden there's a, an energy feeling or felt like an angel. And for those of you who are into angels, felt like Metatron just starting speaking to me from the sky. And I started sobbing like, oh my God, just couldn't, I, 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 I did not know what was happening. And, and <laughs> uh, I thought, okay, this I, I know that I'm <laughs> I know I'm not like a typical person, but I know I'm not this is I'm not like having a schizophrenic break. Like this is 
there's something serious happening here. Um, there's, there's, there's something trying to get my attention and I felt very strongly that it's because I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be using this gift out in the world. But of course I got very scared about that. What's that going to mean for me? Oh my God, are people going to think I'm weird? Am I weird? What kind of, you know, just imagining all the insane judgments that I would have. And then of course having images of being killed in other lifetimes because of this particular gift and going, oh my God, I'm going to be killed. <laughs> it just went on and on. And I just decided, you know what? I, I have to find out what this is. I, I, I don't, there's no option to not, to not explore this. So I started a, a sort of deep dive uh, into the into into intuition and into my connection with the non-physical world that's gone on for about seven years. And I studied spirituality. I studied with an intuitive coach. Many of you know I use Colette Baron Reed's Oracle card. She's one of my great teachers. Um, I practice automatic writing, which is my form of um, meditation or channeling, you could say. Um, I studied Akashic Records. I connected to angels and ascended masters and ancestors and just sort of a motley crew of people. I remember one night watching uh, Steven Spielberg's movie about Abraham Lincoln, and then I went to write in my journal that night, and it was like, oh, there's Abraham Lincoln, like just writing me a message. It was just... And even when I think about it now, it's like, this is great. But it's not. It's happening. It's happening. So, I mean, what it comes down to is that I, I started to feel like this is, was more important than anything else. And I hired a, a, a mentor, several mentors. Uh, Deborah Wilson is one, and Alexis Logan, who is a former client of ours, to help me go deeper down into my intuition and deeper accessing it. And um, I write in a journal uh, every day to do so. And I would say that even though um, this is not, you know, people are not coming to me and I don't do readings, I, you know, that's not part of my work. But what I do believe is that uh, everything that I'm creating, whether it's a course or a handout or a lesson or the Become a Health Coach curriculum even, which I uh, created a good portion of in the, my first trimester of pregnancy. And you all know, like, that's a rough time. So um, I really credit that meditation practice and guides and um, beings on the other side sort of helping me make that happen. Um, so that's just a little bit, I feel like my first little coming out of the spiritual closet to share with you all, just a little bit about my experience, kind of how I um, came into using my intuition more and more, how it's informed my life. Um, and if you are someone who wants to deepen your intuition, then I found some, some tips for you that may help. This is from an article that we got on the, the Huffington Post. Actually, I'd love to take credit for these tips, but they are not mine. Thank you, HuffPo. So one of the things that you can do when you are interested in, in deepening into your, your intuition is first to make the decision to do it. I think part of that decision is wrestling with the am I crazies. 
Am I crazy? Is this crazy? Is this really happening? Is this for real? Is this crazy? Am I crazy? <laughs> Is this for real? Like that's just a loop um, in one's head. So when you make the decision that, no, I, I'm going to explore this and maybe it is out there and maybe it is different for some. And for others, this is just a way of life. And for me, this is feeling important. Um, and if you have feelings, just like being hungry, is it crazy that you're hungry for food? Is it crazy that you crave sleep? Is it crazy that you need to breathe air? No. I mean, there, there is that which is greater is helping us in this world and is there for us in every moment. In fact, the truth is we are never, ever, ever in any moment alone. And even in the darkest times when it feels like we are, we are not. So the first thing to do is to make that decision and say, you know, I am do I am going forward into exploring this. And maybe it is a little crazy and that's okay. The second thing is to think about what it would be like to have people judge you as weird. This was something that held me back for a really long time. I already feel like someone who is not normal in that I'm a, 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 an entrepreneur. I, I, I'm kind of a rebel. I didn't necessarily want to get married. I didn't want to have a kid. I, I, there, I'm, not a, I'm not particularly traditional in my life. Um, so I'm sort of used to having people think that I do things differently, um, which is fine. But this to me felt like it crossed a line into just like weird. <laughs> so you want to think about, all right, well, what does it mean for me? Maybe people will think that. And what does that mean? And how do I address that in my own mind? And I think for me, my, res my response to it after a lot of coaching, certainly I worked with my own coaches who I've mentioned, that, you know, there's a lid for every pot and people are into all different kinds of things. And there are plenty of people who don't think this is weird at all, but in fact, fascinated by it. And, and that's then who I'm speaking to. And for people who aren't comfortable with it or who do think it's odd or worse, think it's, um, uh, I don't know what the word would be, problematic or um, a problem in some way, like that's okay, it's not for them. And, and, and it's like, um, you know, there are a lot of television shows on a television and we always get to change the channel. We are free if we, if we don't like, you know, Scandal or Grey's Anatomy you get to turn the channel and watch something else. And that's totally fine. Um, so, so that's the, the second thing is to think about the am I weird question and what does that mean for you and how do you resolve that in your mind? Um, another thing that I think is really, really important and, and is in our Huffington Post article that we're referencing here is that when you're connecting to your intuition, you really want to have time for solitude. I think one of the things that's contributing to, had contributed to a very difficult year for me with a new baby was lack of solitude, um, lack of time to uh, plug in um, by myself to the people who are communicating to me um, and just be in that. There's a part of me that would like to live life as a monk um, and, and really never be around people, <laughs> including 
my own family and friends, even though I dearly love them. Uh, it's just the side of me that really, really loves plugging into that other side, and it's so good I don't, I don't necessarily want to leave. So you have to take time for solitude. I think that another piece that is important is finding out for you what is the way in which you like to connect to the others. And everybody has different ways of doing it. And you don't have to have just one way. However, you might have a dominant way. So for example, um, uh, I might love to go for a walk when it's nice out and uh, listen to music and sort of clear my mind. And that will be a way for me to connect in. But I might like to exercise. I might like to, but my dominant way of connecting is writing. That's how I always like to do it. Now, I do hear, um, I do feel, I do see outside of writing, but writing is the, the key, like, foundational piece for me. And when I'm doing that regularly, all of the other kinds of intuition kick in. Of course, there's clairaudience, there's clairvoyance, oh, excuse me, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. There's all different kinds of clairs and ways of, of, of feeling intuition. But for whatever reason, writing is my doorway into all of that. So for you, just finding your doorway and, and spending time there. Now, some people will say, well, what about um, meditating and clearing your mind? I cannot do that. <laughs> There's so many voices, like I have to write them out. I have to write them out. Um, or if I'm listening to music, that can be helpful. One of my coaches, Deborah Wilson, has this beautiful angel music that I listen to and that can help me. But to just simply sit and be silent, no. Because as soon as that happens, it's like just a, a deluge of information and it's all got to come out. Um, so that would be another tip that I would suggest. Another thing that I would suggest is that if you are finding um, that you are getting intuitive hits and feelings when you're in coaching sessions or whatever, that you have, you always have choice about when you share something and when you don't. Uh, one of the things that I was told repeatedly by my coaches and will share with you is that there's such a thing as discernment, which means that you choose what you share and what you don't share. There have been plenty of times that I've received plenty of information that I have not shared. Um, and it's, because it, it just wasn't the right moment to do so. If there is a right moment to do so, then what I generally do with a coaching client and I will say, um, so I'll say, so this is something I'm, I'm getting a hit on. Um, I'm taking my coach hat off here for a second. Uh, would it be something that you're interested in hearing? And if the client uh, usually says yes, but if they say no, that's totally fine too. Great. Okay, great. Then you don't share it. Um, because one thing that you can be sure of is that everybody you're talking with, whether it's a, co a client or a family or friends, everyone is on their own soul journey. They have their guides. They have their angels. They have all kinds of of beings that are getting their attention in multiple ways. You're not the only one. So if you have a piece of information and you feel like, oh, I have to share it, I have to share it, you don't necessarily. You always, always, always want to ask permission. Um, and even sometimes I just don't, I use what I'm shown or told or get in an oracle card reading. Um, I will 
take from that what I feel is useful for that client in that particular moment without like going into a complete, you know, psychic reading. Uh, because that's not what the client came to be for. Now, if you're someone who decided, okay, well, but actually, I would like to do readings, and that's what I want people to um, come to me for, well, great, then you can certainly do that, and you can use the coaching business models that we teach at HCI um, to to do that, because the 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 business construction is very similar to that of coaching. The other thing that you just always want to make sure is that you're never, ever pushing what you feel or hear onto someone else. You always want to make, and this is true for coaching as well, that what you're always trying to do is create a, 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 a vacuum so someone's stepping forward versus you pushing onto them something that you want to share. It's a crucial, crucial point to remember. Um, so... The question on offending people is that, yes, it's possible that some people will be offended. What's true, though, about being who you are in your business and in your marketing is that the people who resonate with what you have to offer will be connecting with you because of who you are. And if your intuition is part of who you are and you say as much, um, then that gives people an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm not really, that's not for me. Um, we've definitely had situations where um, I will use Oracle cards on a, on a, uh, on a coaching call or um, I will talk about intuition or a guide or something and we have certainly had people write or share like, hey, I, this is offensive and it's not what I've signed up for and um, I don't like it. It's, it's really bothering me and I, I completely understand that. Um, and so in certain circumstances, I will, I will, I pull back from talking about it and I, I completely understand that everyone needs a freedom of, it needs space is what I think. And so in the environments where it's appropriate, that's where I'll discuss it. So in this particular Tuesday tip video, because I was asked about it, I said like, okay, this is what this is. Um, it's in the subject line. We're going to talk about intuition. And if someone, if it's not somebody's cup of tea, they do not have to watch. And I, of course, would understand and, and everybody would understand. So I do get the fear, especially for those of us who have been hacked away at or burned at the stake or <laughs> God knows what in other experiences for this, for this kind of gift. Um, now, possibly being wrong about something, um, it depends on the fear of, well, what if I tell somebody something and I'm wrong about it? Here's the thing. It depends on the context in which you're telling them. So if you are having a session of a predictive nature where someone's saying to you, tell me my future, um, and you tell them your future and it's completely wrong, well, maybe <laughs> that's problematic. However, what I find is that communications from spirit and different kinds of um, energies and beings do come in different ways and with different imagery and Time is not necessarily 
is not necessarily always accurate on that other side because time is a construct of this particular reality. Time doesn't really exist as the metaphysical scientists of our age have, have proven. So past, present, and future are all occurring at once, and they're also changing at the same time, which is sort of like, what? A little bit of a brain blow. So it, that's not to say it's not an excuse for um, you don't have to be right, but what you can share is I, I'm not quite sure what this will mean to you or how, how it will come about. I'm just sharing that this is what's coming to me in this moment. And if it's useful for you, um, wonderful. And if it isn't, that's okay too. So you can phrase it in that way. I actually just went to go see an awesome medium. That's what I do in my time off. <laughs> I went to go see a medium named Thomas John. He's really great. Um, he was here in Chicago and did a spirit circle. And his whole intro was basically talking about um, how spirits communicate. And he, I mean, he was specifically there to channel uh, people who had passed and speak for people who had, not channel, excuse me, speak for people who had passed. And he gave a whole introduction about that. Basically, we can't necessarily control what comes through. We don't necessarily know time frames always, um, and that that's okay. I remember telling a friend once, I had a very strong feeling that um, uh, I saw her, with, she was having a, a relationship challenge and she lived in New York at the time. I said, we, it, my, a friend of mine and I, who were very, very intuitive together, um, we were telling her, You're, I see you married in Los Angeles with this guy. Well, it turned out, years they broke up years later, but this guy is married and, and now is in Los Angeles. So you just, it's, it's, it, I think that the, the, the context of how you share and what you share is everything. And you don't have to put the pressure on yourself. And this is the tough part, especially if you feel like somebody's paying you for this information. And honestly, I've never been in that experience. So I don't know. Nobody has ever paid me for a reading because I've never offered that. Um, I, the only time that I've had that experience is I think somewhat close was at a retreat and I was doing quick laser sessions and I had my oracle cards with me and just about everybody who sat down was like, will you do a reading for me? <laughs> but they weren't, it was different. I mean, they were, I've never had someone come to me say, hey, I'm paying you X amount of dollars and you're giving this reading. I think where we, where, where practice comes in and trust and surrender is knowing that even if we don't know, like the messages that we're getting spirits, not wrong. So we, we can rely on that which is greater. I think the interesting thing to talk about here is the difference between intuition and fear um, in, in yourself. And again, that's when you have fear, there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of sturm und drang, there's a lot of like, you know, but the intuition is very quiet and very subtle. Similar, if you were talking to somebody and they were asking, you know, what are you getting about me? Um, then all of a sudden, the intuition kind of gets blocked by like pressure to perform, like performance anxiety. 
Um, I per, again, I, I've not been in the situation where I'm doing this for a living, but what I have noticed is that in, at least in my experience, the more I'm connected with my writing and the more I'm trying to live into my intuition every day and in almost every moment of the day, remembering I'm not alone and that I, my body is seeing, like my eyes are the eyes of seeing through God and spirit and my hands are the instrument of God and spirit in this world and everything that's happening to me in every moment is I'm it's I'm not experiencing that in a silo um, which is incredible to remember so um, one other thing I want to just share here um, Lucy had mentioned that oh yeah she said that happened to me for a patient in our office. She and she received some information from a spouse who had passed and with a patient in their office and she just decided not to share it. It didn't feel right in that moment. Absolutely. 100% that's happened a lot. Um, one time when Stacy and I were doing hot seats, which is a kind of coaching that we do in our high-end program, uh, and she usually she's kind of drawing things out and I'm, I'm listening and pulling things uh, for the client. Um, this woman had had a miscarriage and her baby d came to talk to me to tell me about the miscarriage and why it happened and what the soul's purpose was and why the point was not to be on earth. It was, I, I can't even remember what all the details, it, it was like mind blowing and I'm just scribbling all this down. And I, I said to her later, you know, um, I, I did receive some information about this and this was not in front of everyone else. It was at the side. I said, I'm happy to share it. And I also understand if you'd rather not. Uh, and she said, no, I'd love to hear it. And I did share it, but it, it, it it's a, it's a very, um, we always be very careful and always ask permission. And I prefer in private and not in front of others because then people can have the experience that they're going to have. Um, so my suggestions to you from you know watching this podcast, if you're thinking about deepening your intuition, is to whatever it is that you're drawn to do, if it's writing, if it's drawing, if it's, if it's sitting and meditating, if it's walking, if it's whatever it is that connects you, to try it. Try it every day, even for five minutes. There are times when I spent a lot of time, and I still do this, where I go into my writing and then I get scared and I back away. I go in, I get scared and I back away. I go in, I get scared and I back away. And then I have to remind myself, if I just set an alarm for five minutes and I write anything, <laughs> it's going to be better than if I don't connect in at all. And that's always 100% true. So I would encourage you to do the same um, if this is something that you're interested in. And also leave a comment and let me know, is this something that you're interested in? Do you want to know more about intuition and how you can use it in your coaching or just in your life? Leave us a review and let us know what you think. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Better Than Ever, a Health Coach Institute podcast. For more information on our programs, please go to www.healthcoachinstitute.com. Comment and share if you like what you hear.